This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Tuesday, July the 12th, 2022. Yeah, we got a little overcast this morning, a little early morning rain, but it's looking good for the rest of the day. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast this morning. If you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast, you can run over to AffirmAmerica.com and sign up there. You can also watch 2,000 Mules. It's free of charge right now. It'll be playing over there. Just uh, check it out. Find out how the 2020 election was stolen. All right, today is our top five headlines for this Tuesday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Biden steers hard left, but progressives still want more. From the Daily Herald, what's going on with Joe Biden? Why is a president who ran and was elected as a centrist Democrat supporting one left-wing proposal after another? What has prompted the politician whose sensitivity to public opinion was finally honed for four decades to take one unpopular stand after another? PJ Media. Biden has shown a remarkable ability to abandon the mantles of unifier in moderate and to govern as far to the left as possible. Running hard toward the green climate agenda, pushing astonishing spending packages, buying into radical policies on transgenderism, rebuking the Supreme Court for doing its job in overturning bad law, and advocating for the federal takeover of elections to entrench the party's power are just a few of the examples of Biden-era leftism. Yet it's not enough in the eyes of many in his party. President's detractors from his left complain that his tone isn't firm enough or that he hasn't demonstrated enough outrage, which is funny because so many of his statements sound like lectures aimed at those who don't agree with him. His progressive critics say that he hasn't talked enough about issues like abortion and gun control, and they may have a point because Biden often comes across as reactive rather than proactive. Well, if you ask me, it's probably because uh, Joe Biden is not all there. He's, he's an affirmed president. He has lost his mental capacity. And he's being influenced by his, um, the people that are around him. I mean, that's really what's going on. He really has no principled life. He's never been that way. He's a politician. He's always putting his finger whichever way the wind blows. And now that he's in the presidential position and he's lost all of his cognitive abilities, he's being influenced by those people that are around him. And that's why he's gone so far left. And it doesn't surprise, uh, really surprises very much because it's uh, so obvious that uh, he's not at all running like he did during the election as a centrist, uh, a unifier. He's actually the complete opposite of what he ran on. Uh, probably Obama is working, pulling the strings from behind the, the scenes, I'm sure. And a lot of the uh, leftists are taking advantage of this individual that really is being abused, in my opinion. We need to uh, address it in the midterms to put a stop to all of this, because if we continue down this road, uh, we're going to lose a lot of our freedoms and our nation is never going to be the same. All right. Headline number four. 
Military recruitment across all branches suffers due to more young people becoming unwilling and ineligible. From NBC News, every branch of the U.S. military is struggling to meet its fiscal year 2022 recruiting goals, say multiple U.S. military and defense officials, and numbers obtained by NBC News show both a record low percentage of young Americans eligible to serve and even thinner fraction willing to consider it. The officials said that the Pentagon's top leaders are now scrambling for ways to find new recruits to fill out the ranks of all volunteer force. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks consider the shortfall a serious issue, said the officials, and have been meeting on it frequently with other leaders. The pool of those eligible to join the military continues to shrink, with more young men and women than ever disqualified for obesity, drug use, or criminal records. Last month, Army Chief of Staff General James McConville testified before Congress that only 23% of Americans ages 17 to 24 are qualified to serve without a waiver to join, drawn, for, drawn down from 29% in recent years. Fox News. The largest branch of the military, the U.S. Army, has hit 40% of its recruiting goal with only three months left in the fiscal year. To compensate, the Army lowered its standards. No high school diploma or GED. Okay, tattoos on the neck and hands, fine, no waiver needed. That recruits with no high school and neck tattoos might be training and discipline problems later will be a challenge left to platoon sergeants and squad leaders. And in a signal that leadership knows the problem will persist, the Pentagon is reconsidering more than 250 disqualifications for service, such as asthma and ADHD. Many of these recruits would incur higher medical costs down the road as they will be more likely to be medically discharged, earning a payment from taxpayers for life while not contributing to the national defense, the worst of both worlds. U.S. military. The younger generation has different values than in the past. Past generations were more likely to view service as honorable and respectable. These days, it's more of a means to an end. With that, very few younger people are even interested in military service. So this is a part of a larger problem. Partially, it's part of the, uh, the administration, what it's signaling with uh, transgenderism and wokeism in the military. A lot of uh, young people don't want to be a part of that. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the mandates, the vaccine mandates. Uh, so those are, those are broader issues, but also it's a cultural issue too, I think. A lot of young people are, are not disciplined. They're, they have health problems, obesity, uh, lack of education. A lot of reasons for them not wanting to be in the military. The schools, which are uh, probably talking down to America, a lot of them, you know, are rewriting the history books. This affects our young people's attitudes. Patriotism has waned in the years. And so uh, these all contribute to a lower recruiting, a lower desire to want to uh, enter the military. And so these are problems that uh, have to be corrected with more patriotic leaders, more desire for our nation, and more education reform in our schools to really teach how great America is and the great American idea. All right, headline number three. 
Biden celebrates bipartisan gun control bill, pushes for more with call to ban assault weapons. Give them an inch and they take a mile. From the Hill, President Biden on Monday capped off a celebration of a recently passed bipartisan gun safety law with a call to take further action, including a ban on assault weapons. Biden spoke to a crowd of hundreds of lawmakers, advocates, and relatives of gun violence victims on the South Lawn of the White House to mark the passage and signing last month of the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act in the wake of a school shooting in Evaldi, Texas, that left nearly 20 children dead. At the end of his remarks, Biden acknowledged more needed to be done, focusing in particular on the availability of high-powered weapons. From CBS News, assault weapons need to be banned, Biden says, while calling for common-sense measures. Town Hall, Biden today, none of what I'm talking about infringes on anyone's Second Amendment rights. I support the Second Amendment. Biden, moments later, assault weapons need to be banned. I'm determined to ban these weapons again. Okay, so here we go again. The uh, Biden administration, uh, like they said, take, take a, you give them an inch, they take a mile. This is very typical of uh, the Democratic Biden administration that uh, anytime a tragedy uh, takes place, they want to pass a law to try to fix it. A lot of these issues are mental illness, the breakdown of the family, the discipline, the psychotropic drugs. These are the real roots of the problem. And until they address these issues, then we're going to continue to see these mass shootings, these situations that we had in Highland Park last week and also Evaldi, Texas. So just passing another law doesn't do anything to stop it. I mean, even right after they passed that law, we saw another shooting up in Highland Park. So uh, laws don't stop crazy people from killing innocent people. We even saw in Japan where they have some of the strictest gun laws. They have very few guns in Japan, but somebody was able to make a gun and to assassinate the prime minister there. So these are situations that uh, societies will always have, and the Second Amendment right is there for Americans to protect their, their families, to protect themselves for hunting purposes and for sport. And so every time they chip away at the Second Amendment, then that affects the law-abiding citizen, and we can't have that. So let us just be aware that these things are politicians' knee-jerk reaction, and it's not always the best solution. There has to be the broader issues need to be addressed. All right, headline number two. Biden's approval ratings continue to plummet. New York Times, President Biden is facing an alarming level of doubt from inside his own party, with 64% of Democratic voters saying they would prefer a new standard bearer in the 2024 presidential campaign, according to a New York Times Senna college poll. As voters nationwide have soured on his leadership, giving him a meager 33% job approval rating. Widespread concerns about the economy and inflation have helped turn the national mood decidedly dark, both on Mr. Biden and the trajectory of the nation. More than three-quarters of registered voters see the United States moving in the wrong direction. A pervasive sense of pessimism that spans every corner of the country, every age range and racial group, cities, suburbs, and rural areas, as well as both political parties. Josh Krashar, Biden approval rating, 33%. 64% of Democrats want new Dem nominee for 2024. 
Logan Dobson. I believe this is Joe Biden's first dip to over minus 20 on net job approval. Brutal and getting worse. Okay, this is not new news. We, we, everybody sees what's going on, but it's just showing you that uh, there's no desire to, to recorrect or to make changes. They just continue to go down that road, which uh, just tells us that uh, Joe Biden is not uh, fit to serve. He is uh, a firm. He's not going to change. He's going to continue to go down this road. He's being affected by his left wing of his party. And uh, American people don't like it. They just, uh, it's like a fish just spits the hook out. They do not want it. They are opposed to it. There's going to be consequences. Elections have consequences. And we'll see what happens in the midterm. We'll see exactly how serious the American people feel about it. And we hope that uh, we can put a stop to his radical leftist ideas. Vote, uh, take back the House, take back the Senate, and also take back the White House in 2024. All right, headline number one, Twitter stock dives as Elon Musk looks to pull out of acquisition deal. Wall Street Journal, Elon Musk's effort to terminate his deal to buy Twitter Incorporated sent shares of the social media company tumbling as investors prepare for what is expected to be a messy courtroom battle. Twitter shares fell 6.7% to 34.35 cents shortly after the opening bell putting shares on, on pace for their biggest drop in nearly two months. The move follows Mr. Musk's disclosures to securities regulators Friday that he is seeking to abandon his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter and make it private, saying that the company hasn't provided the information he needs to assess the prevalence of fake or spam accounts. Twitter's stock is trading about 37% below the 5420 a share price at which Mr. Musk agreed to buy the company in April, making a stunning turnaround for what has been considered the buzziest deal of the year. Its shares also are trading below where they were early in April before Mr. Musk took a surprise 9% stake in the company, which officially kicked off his takeover attempt. From Yahoo, with a $1 billion breakup fee on the line, traders are bracing for more chaos as Twitter takes Musk to court. Twitter chairman Brett Taylor said the company will pursue legal action in order to close the transaction on the price and terms agreed by Mr. Musk. The company has hired merger law heavyweight Watchell, Lipton, Rosen, and Katz and aims to file suit early this week, according to people familiar with the company's plans who ask not to be identified because the matter is private. Twitter has denied Musk's claim, saying bots are less than 5% of the total users, with the executives repeating as recently as Thursday that their estimates are accurate. Okay, so the saga continues. We'll see exactly what happens here as uh, this goes into the courts. Uh, Musk feels pretty confident that the information he received was not accurate. The spam bots, the fake accounts, uh, these are reasons why he's uh, rejecting his offer. And uh, if, he, if they do go to court, and if Twitter feels that the information is accurate during discovery, I'm sure that will come out. And if they fear that the information is not accurate, then there's a very uh, good likelihood that this will not go to court because it will reveal false information that was shared with uh, Musk. Okay, those are your uh, top five headlines for this Tuesday. July the 12th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. This 
is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 